You are listening to the Two Writers Walking Through a Bar podcast. In every episode, our goal is to help, inspire, and celebrate authors' journey to publication by reading and critiquing query letters, then tackle a writing topic we hope you find helpful. All right. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Two Writers Walking to a Bar. Ken, this is actually our 10th, like, episode. Not counting, wow. like, our bonus. This is, welcome to our 10th episode. We're in the double digits. Already? Shit. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's pretty cool. So welcome back, guys. Uh, we had pretty fun. I, I think it was kind of fun. Well, maybe not fun. Maybe more informational. Uh, as I started thinking about um, that we haven't really talked about how to write a query. So we're going to talk about that today. But of course, first, we always start off with, what are you drinking? <laughs> I am drinking a my own concoction. I call it a tequila sunshine. Nice. And Ooh. it's uh, tequila, Sprite, and orange crush. Oh, damn. That and sounds I'm good. Don Julio 70. Oh, nice. La- Very Don nice. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. Now, are you putting my drink to shame? Sorry. I'm just having a glass of red wine. Ah, <laughs> uh, see, mine's fancy a little bit, but that's pretty cool too. I love red wine. So. It's the um, it's the actually the Dracula wine bottle. So I'm drinking that. So cheers oh, tonight. Yeah. I I feel like I needed red wine tonight. Nice. We're, uh, I was just uh, updating Ken on my week. I had a really weird week. It was a week that I wish to forget. Uh, so, but it's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah, you're good. We're good. We're still good. We're still <laughs> yeah. here. We're still here, guys. Yeah. We are still in the query trenches. <laughs> yes, we are. We're still in the trenches together with you guys. Oh, my God. I really thought that I was going to get out of it, but, you know, I'm still here. Whatever. <laughs> yeah. We're here. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I can't. I'm looking forward to the day when we're when Ken's like, guess what, guys? I'm not in the trenches anymore. No, I can't wait. That's gonna <laughs> be too. such a great day. <laughs> yes, I Hopefully agree. Hopefully soon. Yes, Hopefully period. Soon. Yeah. Anyway, guys, so we do have a query today. Um, we have a topic we're gonna discuss. Like I said, we're gonna talk about query because it dawned on me that we've never actually talked about how to write a query letter. <laughs> Pretty important. So yeah, and what we discovered <laughs> last week, Ken discovered, like, it's pretty friggin' important to yeah. um, have a good query letter. So we're gonna, I'm gonna go ahead and go into um, the letter that we have. Um, she didn't share with us where we can find her on social media. I found her on a Facebook group. Her name is Rachel. Um, so I'm gonna go into the query, and then we'll talk about the first pages um, and see uh, if we can give her some feedback. Okay, so here is the query letter, guys. Dear agent, um, and then she puts uh, personalization to agent here. She kind of cut that out, which is fine. And it says, I'm seeking representation for my 95,000 YA fantasy redacted. 18-year-old Sasha Clems runs at the beach each day and then heads off to the first of four jobs because she will have enough money to help with the family mortgage and pay for college next fall. One morning, her run leads her to a dead sea dragon. It's magic deposited in the sand in the form of a basketball-sized jewel. The last time this happened, the jewel sold in the high nine figures, but only after a kidnapping, three deaths, and an international manhunt by the Magic Handlers Alliance. Handlers use magical creatures' jewels to create spellbooks, the basis of all human magic. 
Sasha will only get rich if she can hold on to her jewel. She embarks on a planes, trains, and automobiles cross-country chase to get to, to get to the one person she trusts to auction it off. Along for the ride are three Yorkies she accidentally sort of kidnaps and a hot handler boy who visits her in dreams to help, but also to pressure her into giving the jewel to him, of course. Along the way, she learns the dead sea dragon was the last remaining one on the planet. And the jewel she carries, it's not just the creature's magic, but also its reproductive DNA. Sasha holds the entire species in her hands. Some things might just be more important than money. Maybe? Sasha really wants to be rich. Plus, she's still got the handlers chasing her, and they don't care about the sea dragons. It's a good thing Sasha knows how to run. And she says, bio here. She redacted for her privacy. Thank you. Okay. So um, I have a couple questions, and then I will talk about um, things that you can, um, things that you can fix. Um, one of the things is, you say here that um, the last time this happened, the jewel sold in the high nine figures. Why is the Alliance not watching the beaches if this has happened before? I feel like they would probably have people checking to see if, if these sea dragons leave more of their magic. But maybe it's there. It's just not showing up. But there's just a question I had. Another question I had was at the end here, um, it says... Uh, plus, she's still got the handlers chasing her, and they don't care about the sea dragons. Why do they not care if they need or use their magic and it is the basis of all the human magic? I was just a little confused by that. I feel like the handlers should care um, if that's how they get their magic in your world that you created. So I don't know. Those are just things, questions that that pop, popped up at me. Um, and maybe can, maybe you feel differently, but those were things that just kind of snagged on a little bit. Um, and one of the other things, um, that I wanted to say was you don't start off with the hook. One thing that we always say here on two writers walk into a bar is you really need to start this query with a hook and a hook is an attention grabbing statement or question to entice the agent to want to stop and read the rest of the story. Um, you start off your query with 18-year-old um, uh, Sasha Clams runs at the beach each day and then heads off to the first of four jobs. Um, I mean, that's great, but I don't think it's, 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 not, <clears throat> it's not grabbing me. You know, it's not grabbing me to where I want to find out what's going to happen next. That and could so start you're... your second paragraph, possibly. Right. That would be good. But mm -hmm. you need something above that to really pull them in and... It's just like it, there's nothing there. There's nothing there to like pull the agent in right now. Yes. So, and you know, we should, we probably would learn that about Sasha, like he said in that second paragraph. But really, what you want to do is start off with this really amazing hook that what your book is about so that the agent is going to continue to read. Because if you listen to our episode last week, we talk about how I think it's like as high as 95% or higher um, agents will skip your uh, reading your material if you don't hook them by the query. So you really want to start off strong. You want to just really just get them right away. 
Um, and well, the then query, the query is what they take to the publisher, to the editors at the publishers. They, they need that, you know, to yes. be able to sell it to the publisher. So it's like immensely important. To yes. That. Yeah. That's why it's always good to start off with a hook right away. Just, just get it out there as soon as you, as, as soon as you can. Um, and then the first paragraph, um, you have it, I think, at the bottom. At the very bottom, you say Sasha really wants to be rich. I'm guessing that's her desire. Because um, you definitely want to start off with, you know, 18-year-old uh, Sasha has always wanted whatever it is to be rich in your case, right? Um, you want to tell us what she wants more than anything before the story starts. So if you set up in the beginning that, you know, she's working for jobs, she has to, I don't know, maybe she has to take care of her family, help pay the bills or whatever. And she's tired of working. She's tired of these four jobs. She just wants to live a nice, comfortable life with some money, <laughs> you know, yeah. set that up for us, set that up that she wants that, you know, she wants to be rich, tired of working, whatever it is. So that when she finds this, uh, sea dragon magic you know it's like oh she's finally getting what she wants she's discovered this thing that you know it's going to help her right it's going to help her to fulfill that desire okay so um i would say in that first in that first paragraph really hone in on um her why you know i mean you do say here like okay so she she goes and she has four jobs because she has enough money to pay with the family mortgage and pay for college next fall um you do have that in parentheses um which i'm not sure why you have that in parentheses i think that you could just rewrite it without the parentheses just make it as a statement just make it as a, yep. se a sentence just put it out there you know, she's tired of, of working for jobs. She's tired of having to help pay the mortgage. She's tired that, you know, she's has to save up for college, whatever it is. So you're that's the setup. That's what she wants. And that and the reason why she wants it. So you do have that there. I would just sort of um, move it um, because you, you have it at the very bottom. Sasha really wants to be rich. I would just move that to the top with explaining that her four jobs and everything else. Um, and then your second paragraph, um, then you want to go into the main conflict. What's the main conflict that's happening and why does she need to get involved? Okay. So the main conflict is because she finds this egg and then she has this magical alliance. What was it? The magic alliance or um, the magic, the magic handlers alliance. Yeah. So obviously they want the magic. So that's clear, right? Um, and then you do set up like, obviously, the last time this happened, they're, they're not above kidnapping, they're not above murder. Um, and, it, you know, putting out this international manhunt. So that's good. I just think that you, um, the question I had was, I wasn't sure why the Alliance wasn't watching these beaches. I feel like maybe it would be like, they would be watching it to make sure that some of this magic isn't deposited without them knowing but again, I, you know, maybe it's there. It just didn't show up in the query. Um, so you want to focus on your main conflict and then why she needs to get involved and also hint a little bit as to her arc. Because remember, storytelling is about that arc of your character. You have to have it. Um, and then talk about the obstacles that she's going to have to face, the stakes um, that she will have to overcome. And then you want to end it with that impossible dilemma. 
And that impossible dilemma is, you know, usually in the form of like, um, you know, your main character must choose this or this before this big bad thing happens, right? That's typically how we end it. So I would maybe go and restructure that a little bit and um, just focus more on making it real clear. Um, and then also the comps, you only have one comp, which is plane, trains, and automobiles. And that was a movie from the 80s. If this is a YA book, your YA reader doesn't know what that movie is. They, they don't know. Like, I know. I'm a Gen X. I know that movie. I love that movie. Great movie. but <laughs> Yes. <laughs> but if you are trying to appeal to today's teenager, they're not going to know what that is. So you really, really want to pick um, comps. And you really want at least two book comps current within, I think, the was it five years? Something yeah, like, somewhere around years. there, or, or nothing at all, from what I've been hearing. But you know, it's always, I mean, yeah, I, or none. yeah. And if you, I mean, if you can find a comp, that's good, but definitely want a current cop if you're yeah. gonna do a comp. You don't yeah. want something that's too old that, um, like 20 it, years ago, and yeah, yeah, like, like yeah. you know, this, that movie came out in the 80s. My kids don't even know what that movie is. They, if I were to ask either. about them, they, they'd probably be like, I don't know, <laughs> the hell is so, that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so you definitely want to pick a, pick a little more of a current comp. If, if some of the agents, comp. some of the agents might not even know what that movie is. A lot of the yeah. You there's know, a lot of young 20s. yeah. There's a lot of young agents right now. Yes, exactly. So you definitely, I would pick something different, or like Ken says, not. Um, we haven't done. So we were going to do some research research into that. We haven't done it yet. But yeah. again, if you are going to use a comp, use something that's a little bit more current. Um. Let's see. Um, I think I think that was all I had. Did you want to add anything, Ken, for the query? For the query, the brackets threw me off a little bit. Um, the handlers not caring about the dragons jumped out at me. Because, mm -hmm. um, I mean, I think, she, I think I know what she's getting at, as she was getting at, which I shouldn't have to guess. I shouldn't mm -hmm. have guesswork in a query. Um, that might be a problem, but I'm assuming that she doesn't care about the dragon's well-being is what she was trying to get at or continue oh, okay. survival versus I think they care about the magic, obviously, right. or, you know, whatever. But that and then. Yeah, because if if they run out of that magic source, like I would feel like yeah. they wouldn't want to run out of that magic source if she's holding that DNA, that the last yeah. living thing, but I feel like. Maybe they don't need it after this. Maybe this is the Maybe? final one mm -hmm. to give them all power. We don't know that. You never know how it goes. Right. Um, exactly. <laughs> but the, but the, it is fiction and fantasies. Um, but the big thing is a hook. That's the biggest thing yes. I see missing. Yeah. Like saying that a girl wants to buy stuff and works four jobs or whatever. Like that's people are like, okay, that's cool and all. You know, that's the biggest thing that jumps out at me. The biggest one out of all of them in the, is that you need a hook. Yeah, exactly. I would agree to you. And like I said, a hook is an attention-grabbing statement that to entice that agent to just want to keep reading. What is it's it's I know it's hard because you have to sort of condense that your book into basically one <laughs> sentence, you know, maybe yeah. um, of what the actual story is about. So it's a girl, it's a heart, it's a girl, maybe she's a hardworking girl who's who's tired of working four jobs. Um, you know, I don't know. It sounds Off to me like 
off like, the, sorry to interrupt. Off the yeah. top of my head, you could even do something like when a blank character mm -hmm. uh, is looking. Um, hold on, let me rethink that. Give me a sec. One sec. Let's see. Well, because because you want to say what what's her problem, right? She's tired. Yeah. She's tired of being poor. Yeah. She's tired of working four jobs. <laughs> yes, when a poor girl that's tired of blah 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 finds a sea dragon, you know. Mm -hmm egg on the beach with, with magic you with know magic like then that's, that's it's her ticket like, it's her yeah. ticket to you know millions or it's like she's like Something. she won the lottery yeah. you know yeah. it's like winning the lottery i mean literally she finds this Something magical awful. thing that she can go sell on the black market for a lot of money and it would yeah. make her have a very comfortable life but it comes with a price right like obviously you know she her life is going to be threatened she could be kidnapped she could be murdered yeah. she could be um, there's a manhunt that that says like it looks like there's a manhunt an international manhunt which means maybe assassins are going to come after her who knows yeah so yeah and that sounds amazing yeah, <laughs> that, that sounds amazing cool yeah. but you're it's just not in the query i'm just not getting that um, I'm just getting that a girl likes to run before she goes to work and stumbles on, on this magic, but it's so much more than that. And I think that you could restructure this to really just make it so enticing and exciting that, you know, the re that the age is going to want to read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I would, so go, um, go in and fix those, uh, just kind of focus on that hook. Um, I don't know at the questions that we had about the sea dragon and about the Alliance watch the beach, if that's not an issue, um, or if it is, and you have an answer to it, but in your book, it's just not showing up here, probably mentioned it. Cause that was just something that snagged on, like it's kind of tripped on a little bit, you know, yeah. it's like, how did she stumble upon this? This happened before. Why wouldn't they want to keep tabs on like yeah. magic that's deposited leftover. So just a few, just a few things. But um, I think you have all the elements there. It's just sort of restructuring and then adding that hook. And I think you, I think you're on your way. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, Rachel sent us her first three pages. Um. So I want to talk about her first three pages. Her first three pages is basically her main character, um, which her name is Sasha, right? Sasha, um, Sasha is run. Mm -hmm. She's running. She's running on the beach. She's talking about her. She gives us a description of what she's wearing. Um, and I will say that one thing that both Ken and I kind of tripped on was that you mentioned um, she mentions five hundred dollar running shoes. I don't know. I just I, and uh, Ken felt like a sharp specific would work best. Like, think of a name brand shoe that's expensive that you would pay. Uh, I think one of those shoes called the Hoku. Hoku uh, no, um, <laughs> I can't remember the name of the shoe. There's a, I think my husband, my husband bought some. They were like 250 bucks or something like that. That was like yeah. the Hoku, Hoku or Hoko. I don't remember what they're called. It, it, Hoka, I believe. Hoka. Hoka. Yes. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, you know, like, so I would, I think Ken was right by saying like, give the, the name of the shoe instead of the price Yeah. instead of like a $500 running shoe. Um, I feel like giving up, putting a name out there, a designer brand name, even if you want to fake, make one up yeah, make and one just up. make one up and just say, and my designer, you know, yeah. whatever the shoe is brand. Or use a real one too. Like either or. or 
yeah, or use a real one. Either way, um, that's five hundred. Instead of just saying five hundred dollars, um, the other thing was I. You have a lot of parentheses in this. Um, the first pages that I think Ken and I both sort of felt that you could just change them into sentences, right? Um, yeah. Yeah, they could just be sentences. I kind of stumbled while reading them because it kind of threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Um, so um, I I will say my advice, Rachel, is to read this out loud. Read it out loud to yourself. I know Ken likes to use a program. You like to use a free program. There's plenty of free programs online that will read. Reader. Yes. yes a text-to-speech reader and listen to it or either you could either do that or listen to it. I like to read my stuff out loud. If I find myself tripping on my sentences or words, then I know that I need to go back and fix those sentences. Like they're just not, there should yeah. be a rhythm. There should be a nice smooth rhythm to your writing. Um, and I will say that when I was reading this, I did trip up a little bit on some of the sentences. I think it may have been the parentheses, um, but there was just other things that I felt like, you could probably do with some edits um, for sure. to just clean this up and get it really nice and clean for that agent. It doesn't have to be perfect. They're not looking for perfection. Um, but remember, this is a tough market. It's a tough competitive market. One of the examples that I love that Brandon Sanderson gave in one of his um, classes, he gave this wonderful, wonderful example that I use for myself um, and he had said that if um, if he's teaching, I think at Utah University, and yeah. he said that if BYU. he had asked, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, that if he had asked, it's okay, <laughs> if he had asked um, a, a piano player to step up and play a piano, like imagine the grand piano up on stage, and he invites the piano player who's been practicing every day for a year like for a year he spends hours and hours practicing practicing and he goes up and he plays this beautiful song it's clean it's good um does a great job and then he invites another uh piano player who's been playing for 20 years and when he gets on the piano he just blows them away. You know, the, the skills that he has, that he could, the beautiful, you know, the beauty of it, right? So you kind of want to think of your writing like that as well, because an agent's going to have someone who's been writing for a year for someone who's been writing for maybe three to five years, whatever, right? So there's definitely going to be a level there, a difference in the level of writing, so you want to make sure that your first pages are as clean as crisp as possible, especially those first few pages that they ask for, um, because those are the pages that, you know, you're hoping that they're going to read and that they're going to want to request uh, more from you. So I would suggest maybe going back and just reading this out loud or do the text to speech um, to see how it reads. If it feels clunky, if it feels like, or you're tripping over your words, then maybe um, go in and just sort of, you know, do an edit, do another edit, another pass. Yeah. And I feel like it's good, but it's also probably a little rushed to reading it. Yes. Um, there's a couple spots where you could definitely go into more description and mm -hmm. kind of live in the moment a little bit more. Mm -hmm. You know, explore her thoughts on where she is, where she is, describe where she is. I have one line in particular that st stuck out to me. Um, it reads, 
I parked in the sand-strewn lot, hid my keys under my seat, and hiked over the dunes to the water. It was my favorite time of day, my favorite activity of the day. Those are that's the line. You know, what was her favorite time of day? Like, describe it. How's the sun? Mm-hmm. How's the waves? Like, like you want readers want to be in the scene. You know, yeah. they want to feel. You know where you're at, what she's doing, like the sand on her feet, the. You know the smell of corn dogs cooking from the from the shack yeah. down on the beach, whatever. Man, yeah. people around her. You know those sharp like specifics. Yeah, you know, bring us into the moment. Yeah, I feel like it's just missing just a little bit of that there, you know, in spots and mm-hmm. and that's and Ken's then, strong point. <laughs> yeah, and then also rushing. It feels a little rushed. You know, she mm-hmm. goes to the beach. She loves it. This is my favorite time. <laughs> then she runs and she does this. Hi, Indy. We all, we all hear you. Hi, girl. <laughs> yeah. And then, so yeah. So those are the things that I would say could be cleaned up for sure. But overall, it's not bad. It's good. Like, it's a really good yeah. piece to work from. It's good. For sure. I I want to add to Rachel, one thing I noticed, just because we know from the query that she's working these four jobs, she's having to pay rent. I don't get that in her interiority too much. Um, other than that, she had her um, her dad, a grandpa, and a brother, and a brother-in-law help to pay for her shoes. But I'm not getting that feeling of, you know, she's tired of working for jobs. She's tired of never having any money. Maybe she wants to, I don't know, what does she want to do with that money? Does she want to travel? I mean, obviously, I know she wants to stop working. But what else? Does she want to travel? Does she want to see the world? I'm not getting any of that I all I mean you're you're putting us in the scene of her getting ready to run on the beach, which I love because um she's running in the Monterey Bay and that's where I'm from. So of course I love it already. But I would like a little bit more of that interiority of her thinking like, you know, money would change all of her problems. Maybe money will fix all her problems, right? Yeah. Because that's what she wants. She's like, maybe she's thinking about this job maybe she's thinking of the next job she has to go to maybe she's thinking of quitting one of her jobs but she's thinking but i can't because you know i have to you know the the mortgages do um you know car payments do whatever right yeah. i'm not getting that feeling of of um what she wants you know what i mean like i i'm not getting that i just i would love to to be more in her mind of her just so tired of working and tired of providing and just wanting yeah. to just have that carefree life without having to work for jobs. I yeah. think that for sure. Sorry to interrupt. You. Yeah, but no, yeah, it's okay. It's missing, okay. Missing introspection for sure too. Yes. On that yes. Too. So, sorry so yeah, no worries. Um, so I feel like the be- this is a lot of description of where she's at and what she's wearing, but I would really love to connect that with what she's thinking and what she's yes. feeling. Is yes. she does she run because um, it's the only thing that disconnects her from her job? Is she running because she has to? She has all this pent up anger, and it's like the only thing that yeah. helps her just get that out. You know, is she angry? You know, why is she running every day before she goes to work four jobs? Because I probably wouldn't want to go running if I had four jobs in the morning. I wouldn't want to wake up at like four o'clock in the morning, run for an hour and then go work four jobs. So I want to know why the heck is she running? <laughs> why is she running on the beach yeah. if she has four jobs? So, and I'm sure you have that there in your book. It's just you not sure. You probably know why. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. But, but we um, don't. 
Exactly. So I would love to know why. Uh, I mean, I work full time. Ken works full time. We're trying to write. We do our podcast like, you know, we're busy. I would love to not have to work and I would love to have enough money so I can oh, do yeah. all of this. You know what I mean? Like, um, but I and so that's a relatable thing already. That's already relatable. I just feel like you could focus more on that and really get us to understand why she's doing the things she does and you know like the running like why like i you couldn't catch me at four o'clock in the morning running you yeah. know maybe i might wake up four o'clock in the morning to do my writing i guess because that's what's it's gonna get me to the goal of me being published but i'm yeah. not sure what her running early is and i'm like i said i'm sure it's there so yeah, so just, I'm sure it's there, but what drives her to run? Yes. One, she's got to be exhausted. You, we need to know that thought, you know? Yeah, so I would love just that. Description, put us in the scene so mm -hmm. we can feel where we are, hear, smell all the senses, and then let us know what the hell she's thinking. Why the hell is she up this early running? That like, emotional it's a cool idea for a story, you know? Yeah, that emotional like, connection. Yeah, we need to know. Yes. We want mm -hmm. to know. We need yes. to know. We need to know. Tell us, tell us. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, but overall, I mean, I think it's a great story. I love the idea of her finding this magic and like going on this journey of trying to deliver this thing so that she can do this auction. I feel like the auction would be like a, like a off, like the, what do you call it? A black market or something. I don't know what they call yeah. it, but like, you know what I mean? Like, obviously, yeah, obviously it would be like the secret thing, right? Obviously. Um, so maybe even focus more on, um, like what's going to, after she sells it on the black market, what's going to happen to her? Is she still going to be, you know, I don't know. But anyway, um, we appreciate you sending us this information. Um, if you have, if you go back and um, if you take our suggestions and you change your query letter, you're always open. We always encourage for you guys to send in another um, another revision and we'll look over it. We've had a couple of um, writers that have done that already where they're like, hey, I changed this up. Do you mind looking at it again? I don't mind. I'm sure I'm sure Ken doesn't mind. I don't mind <laughs> but all. we don't mind because we want to help you guys. You know, we're like I've always said, we're right there with you guys. We're trying yeah. to get agented too. It's hard writing a query. So sure. um, so yeah. So if Rachel, if you make those changes, if you if you decide to make those changes you can absolutely feel free to send it to us again and we won't and it won't be on air it'll just be like in a private email so we won't have to go um read it on air again unless you want us to um so rachel did not share where we could find her on social media um i did however find her in a facebook group i um, joined a couple writing groups on there so and just kind of like put out put the feelers out like hey you know we critique queries <laughs> yeah and she turned it in so anyway rachel thank you so much for sending us your query in your first pages we wish you all the best and all the luck in the world to get picked up um i i definitely feel like your story is um, it's definitely an interesting one. I'm definitely interested. Um, and I think you have, I think you would have a chance if you could just really clean up that query, get a hook, um, get a hook on that query so that the agent can request the rest of the materials. Take but a yeah. moment and live in that moment. Yes. Live in that moment. And Rachel, don't feel bad because Ken's constantly telling me that when he critiques my work. Like he's always telling me, put me in the moment, girl. Like it's too yes. fast. <laughs> Yes. Let me let me breathe in that moment for a minute, you know. Yes, yes. So anyway, thank you so much, Rachel. We wish you all the best. Thanks. And we look forward to hearing back from you.
for okay so ken before we go into our little topic um are you reading anything new are you what are you still reading uh, did you do any writing this week i am listening to the killing floor by lee child which okay. is the jack reacher novels if you if anybody knows the, they okay. have the tv show on prime hey writer friends querying is hard and putting together a query letter is even harder we want to help so send us your query letter and first three pages to two writers in a bar at gmail.com and we'll query on air. And don't forget to tell us where we can find you on social media so we can share it with all our listeners. We want to help inspire and celebrate with you on your writing journey. Um, oh, okay. Yes. Yeah. Jack Reacher, Tom Cruise played him in a movie in like 2014 yep. or something like yep, that. I yeah. remember watching it. Yep. Yeah, so, <laughs> So nice. yeah, I'm kind of enjoying that. I'm I'm about halfway through uh the Jack Reacher, first Jack All Reacher, right. The Killing Floor by Lee Child. So are you listening to two some two books simultaneously? No. I DNF the the vampire book. I couldn't no! do it. I couldn't do it. Oh my gosh. Okay, you have to tell me. You have to tell me everything, Brad, because I mean I had to really push. I don't you know, you guys, I don't DNF. I know I said that before. I she don't doesn't DNF. DNF. I don't understand how you don't DNF. <laughs> <laughs> i know yeah. i can't but i had to push through that and it was really hard like, so I, I think he's a great writer like yes. jay christopherson or whatever he's yes. a great writer the book's cool yes the bloodlines were cool yes i love george r r martin so incest i'll be okay you know george r, r. martin cersei we'll and tolerate it somewhat yeah we'll tolerate it because i <laughs> love yeah, that. but whatever i just didn't give a shit i just didn't care after you know so like, yeah. the one of the things that i had struggled with um, i don't know how far you got but um i remember like the first 100 pages i was yeah. starting to um quite, so if you guys if you've read this great if you liked it great um if you did it then you probably oh, yeah. know what we're talking Both about objective. but yes exactly um but like they kept talking about how great he was with this sword for like 100 pages yeah. And I was like, when do we get to see this in action? Like, I, I want to see this in action. Like, I want to, you know, like, we kept talking about how great he was and the sword and this. And, and I was just like, but it wasn't happening. And I was just like, oh, how yeah. long is this going to take? Like, uh... yeah, he's like, I have this magical ant that can lift a thousand tons, but you can't see it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, it's like, and then when he finally does, it's like towards the end. And I was just like, it was a little underwhelming, but I mean, yeah. I mean, it's it's also not it's not my style of book either. Let's okay. put that out there. It's not my genre okay. either. Okay. Uh, it was a suggestion, so <laughs> my bad. From yours truly <laughs> to yours. You. No, you're fine. It it was good. The writing was good. Like it was. Yes. It just didn't. I will say crap. that the writing was beautiful. Okay. Beautiful. I will say that I was like, man, if I could write sentences this good, damn. But it just it fell flat. It fell flat for yeah, me, and it I'm was boring. Sure. Yeah. Sorry. I'm sure if there was another story, maybe about a different subject, his writing style would, I could mesh with that for sure. It's just, I don't give a shit about that. Vampire. So one thing that I kind of took, um, I kind of felt like it was more of like an origin story. Yeah. It's supposed to be a trilogy. Okay. So yeah. by the end of the book, this is a spoiler, guys. If you're planning on reading this, I'm so sorry, but I'm about to spoil it. <laughs> so leave. By woo, woo, woo. Get yeah, yeah. Out. <laughs> spoiler. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, he, he does end up escaping, right? 
So, and so um, he goes into this whole, the whole book is his history, where he came from, people that he lost and all his things. And then at the end, he escapes because he's being held prisoner at the beginning. So it's supposed to be like a trilogy. So I, I looked at this book as like the origins story. Like, yeah. and the only way they can describe it is the, um, the dark Knight, um, the yeah. Batman. I don't know if you know, the first movie was a little slow. I mean, it was good. Like I love the dark Knight. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, it was a little bit slow. It was kind of like the origin story. I think they did the same thing with Superman as well. The first Superman was kind of slow. It was like the origin story. Right. And so I guess I was really hoping that by book two, I'm hoping that it kind of really picks up. <laughs> You're not talking about my our Superman, are you? Christopher Reeve. No, not Christopher Reeve. Okay. I'm sorry. Henry Cavill. Yeah, I love Henry my Cavill. My man. My man. <laughs> but he's not my super he's not my Superman. Oh, I'm so sorry. Christopher <laughs> Reeves is always my Superman. I'm so sorry. I love Christopher Reeve too, but Henry yeah. Cavill, like, you know. <laughs> I love that guy. I love him in The Witcher and you know. Same. <laughs> Yeah. He's looked so good eye candy, but I would say that <laughs> when I first watched the, the Superman movie, it was it moved a little slow, whatever. It wasn't yeah. I don't know. So anyway, I kind of I kind of figured that the the first Empire of the Vampire was kind of like that, and I'm hoping yeah. that the second book it picks up, which is why I sort of pushed through. But I'm still not sure if I'm gonna get the second book. <laughs> yeah, I feel you. It's it's just not my style. Like, how far did you get? I got like five or six hours into it. And oh, then okay. there's also, there's some constraints here. If, if I owned the audiobook or the physical book, there's a chance I might've continued on. But when it's been your 21 days borrowing it from Libby and they're like, Hey, we're oh, taking yeah. it back and there's people waiting and you can't re I'm like, screw it. Okay. Bye. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I get that. Yeah. And I, I it. Okay. it was okay. It was good. It was okay. I don't know. <laughs> like like video games i never played like the blood origin like those vampire games and it kind of reminded me of that they just not my style my genre gotcha. yeah. okay all right well i appreciate you giving the listen yeah i tried <laughs> i appreciate that so and I, i'm not surprised yeah <laughs> and i believe i had warned you too i believe i told you like it was really hard <laughs> you, war you warned me and i tried i really did uh, you know six hours of listening that's... Yeah, that's a long time, Brad. Yeah. We got pretty far, but okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, I'm not reading anything at the moment. I suck, you guys. I literally suck. Okay, I, I, I don't know. Well, this week was really tough. Um, this past, so I lost my brother in 21. His birthday was on the 10th, and I was like just feeling really down. I had this incident at work, and then I had a rejection from an agent who had my book for like. I think four months, five months, something like that. Brutal. And so I just had like a really shitty week. Okay. And I'm not yeah. saying I'm not using it as an excuse. I just haven't been able to really sit down and read. Yeah. Um, so I apologize. I did get a little bit of writing in. I, I think I'm in like, I'm at 20,000 words nice. on my current um, book, but I kind of want to like, I kind of want to dump it. <laughs> oh, wow. I kind of want to like just start a new story. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Cause like NaNoWriMo is coming up. Okay. And I usually do write for NaNoWriMo. I usually start a whole new book in November. Yeah. And I have a new, a new idea that I've been wanting to tackle. And so part of me is just like, if I can't get any more progress made in this current book by the end yeah. of the month, I'm probably going to ditch it, which I hate though. Cause it's the same thing. Why I can't DNF. I can't quit a fucking book. Yeah. But I'm just like, I don't know. I don't know. But but anyway. 
I don't, I don't think you know. should. I like that one. I know. I know. know. I was going to send you my first chapter to see what you think. If you felt yeah. that where I was going was interesting enough. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, I read it to my daughter. She loves it. She's 16. So she's about the age of the yeah. readers that would, you know, be interested. But, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. how far oh, are you yeah. along? Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm at 19,000, by the way. I nice. Okay. Today. So we're like oh. right there. <laughs> I got some new some new Raycons. There it is. Oh, nice. Headphones. So I, headphones? headphones, wireless, Bluetooth, so I can listen oh. to my audiobooks while I walk at around. Work. Oh, work. cool. So nice. now I'm, yeah, it's so nice. And it has, uh, they have awareness mode, so I can hear what's going on outside of the audiobook, too. Oh, that's cool. So it's not dangerous working around all the time. Okay, work. yeah, because I was going to say, um, yeah. you might want to know here what's going on at work. <laughs> no, I have the awareness mode on, so I can hear, that like, That is so everything. cool. Yeah, it's nice. really nice. It's up wow. to my audiobook game. If so. they want to be a sponsor, that'd be fantastic. <laughs> I know, right? I love these Raycons. Period. You need to like. You probably need to like do like an Instagram reel and tag them or something. I don't know. I should. should. I'm just putting it out there. (laughs) Maybe I will. (laughs) All right, guys. So I know that I uh, we have a few minutes left. We're already we're already in forty minutes. Okay. Um, I just want to talk briefly about how to write a query letter because I know that we like we we're out here critiquing your query letters, but we're not talking about how to actually write a query letter. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Query Shark. Are you familiar with Query Shark? Yes. Um, okay. Yes. So, Query Shark basically is a the agent. Her name is Janet Reed. She has a blog, and if you send her send her your query letter, she critiques it. She doesn't do so much today. She has tons and tons and tons that she has queried. They're on her blog. So, if she does anything current, it's it's because she. It's something that she can teach her blog followers something new, right? But typically, yeah. she hasn't really been um, she hasn't really been posting much. But there's so many there's so many there that you can go back and read. But she does blog. have yes, and she does have like a template that she um, has provided, and so I'm going to talk about that to sort of explain when Ken and I talk about like the three paragraphs these are what these paragraphs should like entail. So obviously this is just, this is the body of the query. This is not counting your bio at the end and it's not counting the, the hook, um, the, the comps, the, the word count. This is like the actual body of the query. The actual, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. So, uh, so don't don't skip on those things. Make sure you have, you know, your genre, the, how many words, the hook, the comps, and then at the end, of course, put your bio. Um, yeah. So, but like I said, this is just the 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 body of the query. Yeah. So, one of the things that she talks about is the first thing you should be sh- telling in the query is what does your protagonist want? Okay, you have to have that in your query letter. Your 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 main character wants something in this life, whatever it is. You need to tell us what that is, okay? Because that's the plot of your story. Because the, the rest of your story is taking that away from them in some way through like the conflicts and the you know all the things, right? So and then so the next thing is so it's what does your protagonist want? What's keeping them from getting it, right? That's the conflict. What is keeping them from getting what they want? So if we're talking about 
the query that we read earlier, her character wants to be rich. And what's keeping her from getting it is the magical alliance because they want the magic for themselves, right? But she could sell it on the black market. I'm assuming the black market um, for a lot of money and get rich and finally be able to like, you know, get what she wants because she wants to be rich. Yeah. And so obviously them, that alliance is keeping her from getting it is making it difficult for her to find the person that she can auction this thing off. Right. And then what choice decision does your character face? Right. Why does, why does your character have to get involved in this thing? Right. So she finds this magical, um, I'm going to call it an egg for now. It's not an egg. I think she called it a jewel, actually. If we're going back to the query that we just read. Yeah. Um, she finds it. Okay. So what's her choice and why does she have to because she wants to be rich? She knows she can she knows she's gonna make her rich, right? Yeah. And also it probably is going to provide her, it's gonna provide her family with maybe a safer home, a safer place to live. I don't know, uh, maybe her dad or family member is sick. It'll it'll help in some way, right? So she has to do this because not only does she want to be rich, but also it's going to help her. It's it's something that she has to choose to do. There's another there's another point to it. Not just that she wants it, but also there's this other thing. And then what terrible thing will happen if he or she chooses a and then what terrible thing will happen if he does it and that's usually the impossible dilemma so when we talk about the impossible dilemma that's what we're talking about right so it's like your main character must choose this like um uh facing their inner demon whatever that is or facing the scary outer conflict before this big bad consequence stake thing happens right what's the consequence what's the stake what's going to happen if they can't overcome that obstacle i hope this is making sense (laughs) um ken if if it's (laughs) (laughs) just i mean it's she even has another and she has another form okay so she has another form where you can actually fill in the blank but I'll obviously elaborate. So what she says here is, this is another form of saying the same thing that I just said, but you're just going to fill in the blank. And it's um, the main character must decide whether to blank. If she or he decides to do this, the consequences slash outcome slash peril he or she faces. And then if she or he decides not to do this, the consequence slash outcome peril slash that he faces are. Yeah. <laughs> Does she need to be let out again? <laughs> no. What? Oh, okay. She just wants your attention. She was just saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that's helpful, you guys. Um, I so I use I typically use that template, and I know I have talked to Ken about it too. And yeah. so when I when I critique queries, that's how I do it. So paragraph one is basically introducing your main character, which you should absolutely do. We got to know their age. We got to know their name. Okay. Um, Then we have to know what do they want more than anything before the story even starts. So going back to this query that we just read, we know she wants to be rich. And then she happens to just stumble upon this thing that could make her rich. Right. 
But yeah. but if you set it up before that, what they want, okay, and then you have to connect their desire to this like deep emotional wound. Why does she want to be rich? Because yeah. she's freaking tired. Because maybe she can pay for the medical bills for her dad. Or yeah. maybe she can provide a better home, get him out of the ghetto and, and live in a nicer area. You know, like maybe they're living in the slums or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, something that's going to connect her so that she, in her in her mind, she wants to be rich because of, right? Yeah. And then you have to put, what is in the way of get them getting what they want? And as the writer, we should be taking that away from them. <laughs> I know it sounds terrible, but that's our job as the writer. Don't give them what they want. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, you, you know, you have to make it really hard for them. Why did we make it hard for them? Because there's an arc that they have to go through. That's like the point of the story is they start off as this one person by the end of the story, they're completely different. They've just done a 180. They've changed. They bettered themselves. Or if you go in the opposite direction, they start off as the hero and end up as a villain, which I personally love. <laughs> yeah. Those are great. <laughs> but I mean, there, there should be an arc there guys. <laughs> and there should be a hint of that in the query. Cause the agent's going to want to look for that too. They're looking yeah. for that. Um, and then you want to introduce your main conflict and show how it affects your main character and why they have to get involved. So, you know, so paragraph one, you're introducing their character. What do they want? Who's keeping them from getting it? Paragraph two is what's the main conflict? Why do they have to get involved? Um, you know what I mean? How does it affect them? And then the last paragraph is showing the stakes. What are the stakes? You know, and you can you want to give a couple of examples of the obstacles they have to face. Um, like for example, the query that just that we just read, there's yeah. probably an international manhunt on her. Maybe there's a bounty on her. Um, maybe they try to kill her along the way and she escaped or whatever, right? So you want to put obviously those are the stakes. Like if she doesn't get to sell this jewel of magic, filled of magic. You know, she's going to die, essentially. <laughs> right? I mean, basically. Um, and then have, of course, end it with that impossible dilemma. They have to do this or this before this bad thing happens. And I know most agents prefer you not to um, state it as a question, but state it as like a st make it a statement. Yeah. So you make it questions. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And even in the pages, I had an agent say, don't don't ask don't have the don't have your character asking the questions because the reader i don't know yeah. um so they they do they would prefer for you to make those statements so i hope that's helpful and and, and one quick thing with like uh with hooks too is you want to mm -hmm. make them punchy as hell unique mm -hmm. selling point you know the heart of your story into that line and all the great stories that have been told you can really break them down to a single a single line, you know what I mean? And then from there, you can really find your hook. Like Jurassic Park, a dinosaur theme park goes awry. Like, yeah. mm -hmm. you know, uh, 13, the serial killer is on trial. He's on the jury. Or yep. Star Wars, when a princess falls into mortal danger, a young man must find his force to defeat an evil galactic empire. Like, find your story. What is your story? And then from mm -hmm. there, you can 
you can do all these little tricks like there's the shock angle you know all that but you got to get the heart of your story yes and um, you know what you're so right helps. looking up examples of popular movies like star wars most people have watched star wars most people have watched jurassic park yeah. um going up and looking up the log line and the hook or the hook you can even yeah. google it that will help you to figure out how to write one for your story because exactly. you know your story better than us. Like, you know, yeah. we, we, we can only give an example of a hook, yeah. but that's not, you know, obviously it's not your hook, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. So, and there, um, and the hook again, you guys, so, so important. And the hardest one of all, this is the hardest, uh, fact of all that you have to hate it if if you go through and try to break down your story to a single line and you're having trouble and you can't really do it or you can't make that hook exciting as much as i hate to say it maybe the book isn't marketable maybe the story you decide to tell while maybe cool and you love it and people may love it there goes my dog indiana jones uh then maybe it's not marketable Right, because the the reason why agents ask for a hook is because that's what they take to the editor. They take your hook. <laughs> okay, so yeah, I want to say was um, your the agent's going to take that hook to an editor. That's how they sell it. Um, yes. And also, it really does help the agency that you know how to market your book. Because as we all know, even though we become traditionally published, we still have to market um, our book to, you know, or we should anyway. But um, so, it's, so it's helpful to have that hook. So that's why we're always talking about that hook. And that's why it's important. And if you, um, maybe we can do an episode on how to write a hook or even a log line. I know there's some um, interesting things on how to write a log line that's important. Kind of the same thing, right? It's the same like, thing, yes. Close. They're related. Because mm -hmm, sure. log lines are what they use for movies. Yeah. But it's it's basically the same thing um, for books. And it's important. Yeah. It's important. Like, you need to grab them. That's what they're going to, like, the reason why they read the query and why the query is so important is because they literally read that and be like, can I show this to an editor and blow their socks off? Yes. If not, they're like, pass, pass. Yes. Like, they don't even give yes. a shit about your words, you know? And also, too, I don't know if people, and I'm sure you guys know this, but just in case you don't, the reason why is that agents don't get paid until they sell the book. So exactly. if your book needs a lot of work, that's needs a lot of hours that they have to put in before they can even go out to talk to editors. Um, that's another reason why they don't, they, they will pass because essentially they're working for free and that's their time yeah. that they have, you know, there's value with that. Right. So yeah. that's also another thing why you want to have those pages as clean as possible so that the agent's thinking, okay, because the agent is thinking, how much work am I going to have to put into this before I send it to an editor? So yeah. that's the other thing, too, is remember, agents don't get paid until they sell it. So yeah. no one wants to work for free. <laughs> yeah. Yep. You know, they want to try to work work as many, uh, as less hours as they can so that, you know. If you're so, a plotter like you are, some even say before you even start a book, write the hook. Yeah, like it, yep. 
like for me that doesn't work because I have no freaking idea what my story is mm-hmm. going to be. It's mm-hmm. it's just surprise. But for you, mm-hmm. someone like you that knows where you're going, yep. Write, a, ex- write the hook, and if it you're like, holy shit, this is cool as hell, then you got something, you know what I mean? On your and that's exactly water. what I do, Ken. I literally yeah. do think of my hook. Now that I've learned about that, I think, okay, yeah. what's the cool thing about this book, right? Yeah. Can I do, can I do um, a hook right away? Yes, yeah. that's exactly what I do. Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're not a plotter, there's nothing wrong with that. Like Ken said, you're just going to figure it out as you go along. You're just yeah. going to do it at the end. You're going to write yeah. your hook at the end of your book. Yeah, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with that. There's literally no. nothing wrong with that. So. No, not at all. But anyway, I hope that this was helpful to you guys. And again, if you have questions, feel free to leave them under our Instagram or a comment under our YouTube. Um, we will answer as best as we can. Or if you want to email us, maybe there's, maybe you, I don't know if you're still confused, whatever, feel free to reach out. We'll try our yeah. best to, to um, simplify it because it is difficult. It's not an easy thing to do. Um, we appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate all of you writers sending us your queries and your first pages. We know how hard that is. We appreciate it. Oh, and yeah. of course, we wish you guys all the best. And we ask that if you can, if you can just like and subscribe, um, leave a, a, fi- a star rating. <laughs> We'd love a five star rating. If you want to, we'd be oh, happy yeah. to have it. But if you'd be willing to leave a star rating, a review, we would appreciate that. It just helps boost our podcast up so that others can find um, can find us. So um, next episode, we do have a guest coming on and we're going to, it's going to be our Halloween episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> should be cool so uh i don't know maybe we'll appear in costumes i don't know we'll probably talk of some uh halloween related things um i haven't really planned it out yet i'm, I'm thinking we're the, the wheels are turning and we'll figure it out but it's going to be our halloween episode we're super excited and we're excited for our guest she has a book coming out on halloween so we're going to talk yeah. about that with her um, but yeah, so we look forward to you guys. I mean, look forward to that episode with you guys. And we hope you guys have a fantastic week. Um, get those words in. Um, I know Ken and I are going to try. I'm going to try really hard. I've got to the end of the month to decide if I'm going to finish this book or not. <laughs> <laughs> you better. <laughs> I know. <laughs> All right, guys. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Bye. Bye. <laughs> That's it for today's episode, friends. We hope you learned something new today. Please follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube under Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast. Our YouTube episodes will upload on Thursdays, the day after the show airs, if you want to watch. And if you want your query letter and first three pages critiqued and read on air by us, send them to our email at twowritersinabar at gmail.com. Put query on air in the subject line. We will read them on a first-come, first-served basis. Remember, we are here to help, inspire, and celebrate. Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast is produced by Brava Media Group. 